0: No, you're not. Hello and welcome to the Beat Hero Podcast. Season number seven, episode number eight. Tonight in the podcast, if you're catching this somewhere else or later, just know that we are live. Thursday, nine PM. Sorry, God, I'm still on this Thursday thing. Why am I on the Thursday thing, guys? We're live Wednesday, nine PM, every Wednesday unless I say otherwise. So if you're catching this somewhere else, just know this rec- was recorded, broadcasted. You might say whatever. I got I got to type this out like a like a small disclaimer thing or something, right? But uh, <laughs> this was broadcasted on YouTube in front of a uh, live chat. So if you hear me talking or rambling or doing whatever, uh, just know I'm not losing my mind. I'm talking to the live chat, so if you're catching it somewhere else, come join us at 9 p.m. Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central, at the BP Hero Podcast on YouTube. But anyway, now that I've got that out of the way, how is everybody doing? That's going to sound terrible, but I'm leaving it anyway. And if you caught this bit here in the beginning, then you kind of know where this is going. But in case you don't, we're going to do the usual. You know how this is. We give everybody their 10 minutes to come filing in. And then we'll get ripping with the podcast. Uh, Tonight, we do have a small announcement to make. It's nothing huge. uh, But to me, it's a small milestone. uh, Kind of a monkey to finally have off my back. uh, Be pretty good. Uh, And no, Jason B. It was not a Jeep. (laughs) Um. But I do have a small announcement. And then we're going to talk about... uh, just Obviously, we kind of let the chat go wherever uh, after a certain point. But uh, one of the other topics we're going to cover tonight is... Why do we edit our BP videos? And the reason behind it... Because I know that some people think it's like a testament of a man... In order to uh, post a video that's uncut, right? Well, not the case. And we're also going to discuss... Uh, some of my uh, rules of thumb I use for building a lineup when it comes to building a lineup for a batting lineup. Positioning is is a whole different deal. But when it comes to uh, a batting lineup, just kind of go over some rules of thumbs and things like that. But in the meantime, we're going to do the use. How's everybody doing tonight? I am going to go over to my BP Hero Facebook page and post this on there so you guys can go and share it around. You're going to want to do that. And I'm going to tell you why soon. Trust me. You're going to want to start doing that. So, let me go do that. While Jason B. mutes himself for suggesting that we got a Jeep. <laughs> I said we're working on a dog, not a Jeep. Mitchell did a good job. Uh, Mitchell, the. he used to come in and uh, do the podcast with us in the mornings. Uh, he catches them at work now. So he doesn't he isn't here in the live chat with us but uh he was listening to the podcast did his thing and he did mention here tonight when he was at the house he knew we got to get a golden retriever right that was it was a big thing gotta get us a golden retriever big golden retriever guys big golden retriever guys retrievers and labs but there's something else that might take precedence i'm not 100 for sure yet Here, we're here. Create post. Boom. Okay. Hello, we got that done. Everybody finally in here. Eric, how are you doing, my friend? Glad to see you made it. Hope you hang out for a while tonight. The uh picture gig might give you a night off to be able to hang out with the podcast huh so eric's been one of our loyal followers since the beginning Uh, even clear back before the podcast and stuff started um eric's been a a big help to the channel he's a he's a a great guy he's done a lot for us can't think of enough but it's really cool he always stops in the podcast and check it even if he just stops in and says hey we appreciate it even if that's all guys even if that's all you have time to do come in and say hey just let me know you're here Eric's always out taking some pretty cool pictures, kind of doing a photography thing. Um, I I like it; I think it's cool. I wish I could motivate myself to do something like that. Jason Herndon says he's doing well. Glad to hear. Matthew Clark doing good tonight. Good. I tell you what, we're about tired of this weather around here. I got to give you guys the weather report. It seems like at the beginning of every podcast, so we're going to do that real quick. And I'm going to say it sucks. We got a whole bunch of snow and ice. And then it all melted off, and now they've got snow in the forecast for tomorrow. God, it's terrible. Is everybody enjoying this? No, no, we're not enjoying the fridge weather. Not at all. And the other thing that's got me in an absolute blender is the fact that we're basically doing 10 to 12-hour days, seven days a week. It's like there's there's no letting up. It's It's been rough, but we're going to get through it. Hopefully it doesn't last too long so we can get out and get on the ball field with the boys. And we gotta get some reviews filmed as well. <laughs> Tony, Tony Bitskin said, feeling Antonio Brownish at work. Present. <laughs> yeah, you just feel like you just want to walk out of there. I, I can relate to that, Tony. I can definitely relate to that. And speaking of, real quick, my man Tony. been trying to sell his little softball bat. Let's have a look at what he's got. Maybe we could do, oh that's a that's not a bad idea. Maybe we could do like a classifieds thing. To open the podcast, yeah. If I can find your Okay, here we go. All oh, the pictures are so tiny. Hmm, let's see. So let's swap this around. Let's see if I can download these and make them any bigger. fancy, like, stream decks like all these guys have, right? You just, like, push one button and it does everything for you. That would be the life. But until then, this is what we're stuck with, is me fighting this stuff. And you guys get to sit here and watch. If you're live, of course, you know, 907, waiting on everybody to file in for a 10-minute rule. Start calling the 10-minute rules in effect. Okay, So my man, Tony. Got himself. A little Eastern Fireflex here. This is the big brown version, yeah? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, 30 and a half inch barrel, 26 ounce. My man is asking $200. dollars it has got bold barcodes. So hit me up. I can get you two in touch. If that's something you're interested in. Had to take care of him last week with that. And I didn't get a chance. <laughs> Live auction. That'd be kind of wild. <laughs> Speaking of auctions. Boy, have I got a story for you guys. But, but it, wait. Actually, before I tell it. Tell me if I haven't told you already. Did I tell you about the chainsaw on eBay? I just need someone to answer me real quick. I know this is going to sound wild. But I, I just need someone to comment here. So eBay is this thing, man. Like. Obviously, everybody knows what eBay is. Uh, people call it fee feebay fee with an F. Because, man, it, it, it does just seem like it runs you over the coals sometimes. When it comes to how much they charge you for stuff, right? When it comes to, you know, selling... I'll give you an example here. So, Matthew Clark says they haven't told the chainsaw story. Perfect. So, I'm going to tell you one story to tell you another. Real quick, then we're going to get started with the podcast. So, my dad's in an auction. And he's looking through this room of junk that they're getting ready to sell at the auction and he looks in there sees like some old hubcaps I'm, I'm a big car guy, I'm a huge car guy I really don't talk about that a whole lot on the channel but I am and my dad has, has grown up around cars his entire life so he sees some old hubcaps up on the uh, one of the shelves in the shed and he spots that and a couple other things that, that kind of pique his interest he gives $10 for this room full of junk at this auction, cleans the, the room out Gets it all home. Starts going through it. Looks at the hubcaps and gets to look at what they are. They're from... This was back before it was even uh, Nissan. I believe there was Datsun and then Nissan. Someone can correct me on that if they know. But it was Datsun. It was a Datsun 240Z that these hubcaps were from way back in the 60s. And got to look and nosing around. And... We just kind of threw them on eBay thinking like, Oh, what the heck? We got 10 bucks in this stuff, right? So, saw that they might be worth a little bit of money and those hubcaps were in good enough shape and just demand at the right time eBay and it's timing and everything those things sold for $2,200 $10 room full of junk got $2,000 for a set of hubcaps and then he turns around and sells a chainsaw that he got out of it I've been selling this stuff for him on eBay he doesn't like computers we got $580 out of this old chainsaw it was just—I mean, it was obviously—it was relevant. It was a collector's thing. I don't—I don't really know. It's wild, but that's insane to get that kind of money out of an out of an old chainsaw. Everybody's got their own thing to collect. That's whatever. It's cool, but man, they just rake you over the coals. After we got done, five hundred eighty is what it sold for. After we got done paying the fees and everything else and the shipping, we we walked away with uh, a little. Basically, we, we spent a little more, a little bit over $100 in fees and shipping. But just the, the fees are absolutely insane. But I, I guess that's all part of it. You know, it's easy to just list it on there, let people fight over it, bid, and carry on. Maybe we'll do this a live auction segment on here, right? <laughs> so now that that story's out of the way, let's talk. I don't know if... My man Josh is in here, not, but uh, Ch- his name is is Chester here on the, the comment section for the channel when we go live here. He, he'd been mentioning it to me a couple different times, like, "Hey, you should get you know an audio version of this podcast hosted somewhere. You should you should look into this." And uh, other other people have suggested. it. He was the one that's that's I wouldn't say been persistent about it. He just casually mentioned it. he and I talk. Uh, maybe like once a week, you know, BS and about whatever. Usually usually, pure softball bats and how good they are. <laughs> and, you know, he, he mentioned getting the podcast hosted somewhere. So people can listen, catch up later. Maybe not everybody has time to sit down and catch it live. Maybe not everybody wants to mess with the YouTube thing where you have YouTube premium. You, you can close your screen and the YouTube keeps playing. Uh, whatever else so I did I did it I made the leap the BP Hero Podcast starting last week I put the first episode up just to kind of see and make sure everything was going to go okay it seems like it has been I've sent it to a handful of people the BP Hero Podcast is now available at the iTunes Podcast Store and on Spotify so that's why the little spiel was in the intro there if you caught us at the intro when we were live or you're catching this on YouTube and you're kind of wondering what I'm rambling about. It's we're we're just gonna grab the audio straight out of here and head to Spotify with it, head to iTunes with it, and hopefully that's gonna be something good. It's gonna be kind of hit or miss. It's it's for what it is. It's gonna cost me a little bit of money. Um, maybe I'm gonna look to get a, a sponsor or two, maybe to kind of take care of that for me. As far as like, it's way cheaper if I pay for a year. But I just don't want to pay for the year strictly from a business standpoint of there's money to be spent elsewhere, mostly on bats. Okay, yeah, it might be on CastBox too. I don't know how CastBox works. I'm not 100% familiar with that, but it's nice to have the monkey off my back just in the general idea of like I can say, hey, I'm on Spotify. Go check it out hey, I'm on uh, iTunes, go check it out. Those are, I don't use Spotify for anything. You <laughs> I mean, if Josh is here or Josh catches up later, <laughs> he'll tell you as well. Like, we had this discussion about Pandora, and he's like, what is Pandora? I was like, damn, like, he's older than me, but he didn't realize he didn't know what Pandora was. I'm so stuck in my ways. Pandora used to be the thing back in the day, right? And then, what was it? There was Pandora and something else. And then Spotify kind of took over. Snacks, how are you doing, my friend? Thanks for stopping in. And then Spotify kind of took over. And then oh, there's uh, Apple iTunes and, you know, get your your uh, Apple Music and your Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. But it's, it's nice to say that you can go here and listen to this. You can download it, listen to it later. You can plug it into your car and go. You can pop it, pop it into your earbuds and go. Uh, if you're that bored and want to listen to me on the go, thank you, <laughs> first of all. But it's nice to have that monkey off my back. Uh, I'll put the uh, links to each in the description below. And so you guys can check all that stuff out. Go subscribe where you want to subscribe. Or maybe if you want to download that later. Re-listen. Catch up on what you missed. Who knows. But it's available there. Tony Venski says LimeWire. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. So let's talk about LimeWire. So LimeWire was a thing back in the day. That's way back in the day. Uh, LimeWire is where we used to download all of our music from, right? So we had uh, LimeWire. Was it Kazaa? Kazaa, however you said it. Uh, what was the other one? There was Napster. I think Napster could download music, right? Is that right? I mean, there was uh, there was always that one friend, you know, that always had the computer. He was willing to just absolutely load down with viruses in order to get some music to burn onto a CD, right? <laughs> Used to be a big thing. Used to be a real big thing to uh, burn CDs. I used to just keep a blank stack. My buddy downloaded a bunch of songs, and I would just get them anyway. Eric says I got to get Blue Chew as a sponsor. <laughs> what am I, Steve-O? Does anybody listen to the Steve-O podcast? By the way, where we we're, th- this is what happens. If you're new to the podcast, this is what happens. We get on a topic, and then it just runs a thousand different directions. And then we get back on track. (laughs) So uh, Blue Chew is a sponsor for the Steve-O podcast. And it was a pretty interesting podcast he had. uh, I think it was one day last week. He actually had Andy Milanakis on the show. We're going to see who knows who Andy Milanakis is. Just kind of date us here a little bit. Some of us anyway. But it it was pretty interesting to hear. So... If you're familiar with Andy Milanakis and his show and who he is and, and that kind of thing, it, it was interesting to see and hear like, he has not changed. He looks the same as he did. And he's 46 years old. And he, he looks like a 13-year-old boy. It's crazy. He looks and sounds like a 13-year-old boy. But he, he's a pretty interesting guy. Uh, he had he had some uh, some decent insights on things, which I thought was kind of interesting. I think everybody always thought this dude was kind of a bum, but um, I wouldn't call him business savvy, but he's not dumb. He's investing in um, cryptocurrency and that kind of thing, which is something I just don't understand. I don't want to understand. But um, he is relevant. He's got like a half a million followers on... Drawing blank. Twitch, he's got like half a million followers on Twitch. He just goes live. He carries around a backpack with like live streaming equipment in his bag and um, a camera on a selfie stick and then like a phone below it so he can see the chat and just goes live, he, he goes over to Japan, Japan is a very interesting place, he says, so he just goes over there and goes live, I thought that was kind of cool, and it got to, got me, got, it made me think, what if we just went live for the entire day, one time, like on Twitch, or maybe uh, on YouTube, or something like that, you'd be burning through battery packs, no question about that, but what if we just went to a tournament and just stayed live all day? You know, you put the camera up on the fence, you take the camera down, we go here, we go there. I'd have to do it somewhere with really good reception, but that actually kind of sounds like a fun idea. I'd have to, like, have the right group around me as far as people that wouldn't care that we were live all day long. But, uh, I think it would be kind of fun. Tony says, baloney in my left pocket, yeah. Uh, let's see, what was that? got bees on my head, but no, call me a beehead. So, yeah. Next topic. We're, we're, I'm getting distracted. we got to get on the next topic. It's going to be kind of a quick show tonight. I have to be up at 2.30 in the morning to get ready to go to work. So, we we, we got to get that going. But real quick, here, Snack says, Some people will surprise you. Rob Deerdeck from Robin Big. Ridiculousness seems like a dummy. But I heard him on a podcast, and he's legit smart with the business stuff. Oh, yeah, Rob deerdeck is an absolute genius. He he's a, He's a genius, man. He's... He's so business savvy. He's so smart. He's every decision he makes is so calculated, but it's funny because a lot of people don't realize that he skates and he's got all these other kind of, I would say businesses, but he's got his hand in a lot of other interests and things like that. And it's something that he invests. If he invests in it and he takes his time to put time into it, it's something he knows he's going to get something back out of. He's not dumb, but everybody just thought he was just some dude, you know, that, Messed around on a skateboard and had Big Black with him. and uh, Which, by the way, Robin Big was one of my favorite shows for years. I love that show so much. I even had a Robin Big shirt at one point. I think I finally retired it, though. But, anyway. On to our next topic here. So, it's been brought up a couple different times. The, like, editing. The editing of the videos. Like One thing I don't think people understand is... When someone comments on a video, I get the notification on my phone. Like, if so, like in in I, I, this is always in terms of people that you know are talking shit or doing something dumb. I always get the notification, and I see most of the time it's it's somebody short and quick to the point, or even still like. There's times where I can see a lot of the comment when someone's bad-mouthing or, you know, you got to edit this video because you can't hit or, you know, leave this uncut so we can really see what the bat can do. You know, I I get that. I appreciate that. And I have told myself that I'm going to post, you know, uncut videos here and there. Just honestly, for nothing more than shits and giggles. And there are people that do. Like to watch that stuff, and if you watch YouTube at all, you know how easy it is to get sucked into just the YouTube itself. I don't know. I don't know what other way to put it. You you get lost in the sauce. You you just get zoned in. Um, you know, if if you've been there, you know your feet going um, and you know where I'm talking about when you're talking about your feet going um. <laughs> but. There, there's a lot of reasons behind editing the video. Obviously, it makes the video more presentable. You know, there's things I can do to kind of spruce things up a little bit. I can play with. When I'm talking editing, I'm talking the whole nine yards. I'm talking, you know, fading transitions. I'm talking, you know, making adjustments to the brightness, the lighting, the color saturations, and things like that. I don't do a ton of that. Honestly, as strangely as it sounds, my phone does a good job of recording. And not needing me to do a ton of that. But. You know, that that's, that is stuff I do do. But as far as, like, editing. As far as, like, a viewer retention thing goes. The longest. I'll, I'll look it up. I'm not going to show you. But I will look it up. I the, YouTube is insane with the amount of analytics it will give you Uh, if you have a channel or you're you're curious to have a channel and and you're starting up and kind of want to see what your demographic you can literally everything from the demographic you know the the gender of people to watch and the age of people are watching the where people are watching from the time of day they watch how much they watch like real-time views it tells you everything it's, it's interesting. A lot of it's confusing to me. I'm not going to lie. But it's, it's interesting to see. So let's go... Um, audience... Yeah, here it is right here. So the average view, average view time on the channel, as far as, no matter how long the video is, it's basically, when someone clicks on a video, it it takes all that algorithm, puts it together, um, is three minutes and 16 seconds. That's about how much time I have before somebody moves on to another video, because the videos are longer than three minutes and 16 seconds. But that is basically how long you have to retain someone. and get a bunch of information in. Now, you go to talking about things like um, editing bumps, you know, like like a bad pitch, I bump it back to the pitcher, or maybe Brian and I stop and have a discussion about a bat, or Brian and I are squirrels. We'll talk about anything. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be softball we're talking about. Or we're guys. Let's be honest. Guys have vulgar conversations sometimes. Or they say vulgar things that... that Not necessarily like I'm trying to hide... But like I can't have that on YouTube. I... In a a free environment... I've I've got a decently foul mouth. I'm not going to lie. So, uh, you know... Sometimes you got to edit that stuff out. But there's reasons for the editing. It's not just to make myself look good... Or, you know, to to try and hide... You know, the mishits or this or that. and, And... That that stuff happens. Who's uh, there? Absolutely. Am I not saying it doesn't? I've had bad rounds. I never, very seldom have I had to film a bat twice because I had such a bad round. And even then, there is instances now where you know what the hell. You know, it is what it is. If I have a bad round, I'm going to take the content. I'm going to post it anyway, just in the name of transparency, because I'm not claiming to be perfect bp hero not game time hero and the bp hero is just kind of like a thing that I don't even know where the name came from now I'm gonna be 100% honest with you it just kind of threw something to the wall and it stuck and I just went with it but I'm not claiming to be the best bp hitter ever I'm not claiming to be the best hitter in game ever I'm not claiming to to be some elite level hitter man I'm a I'm a I'm a d player that's like middle of the road That likes to go out and swing a bunch of bats. I happen to know how to film and edit. Here I am. This is me. So anytime I have a bad round anymore. I take what I get from it and go. Because it's it's still content. And most of the time the bad round. More times than not. Is the bat not agreeing with my swing. My swing isn't the most versatile. It isn't the best. So there are some bats that just absolutely upset my swing. Case in point. The monster sinister. The bat was good. The bat, I mean, the bat hit well, but twenty-five ounce mid load. Hang on tight. Which, speaking of mid loads, I commented on a post tonight over on Reddit. I'm, I'm, I'm also on Reddit. I guess that would be part of a small announcement, right? So we're we're gonna try try out this Reddit thing. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Why I'm on Reddit is for bowling. Still still big, big time, big time bowler. Big bowler. Going pro-am. Going to get this average up to 200. So we can go out and hit the tour. Equipment job. Full-time bowler. Part-time softballer. You know how it be. <laughs> but I do know there's a slow pitch Reddit. subreddit, I think is what you call it, right? I'm still getting familiar with that. So I've been commenting on there a little bit. Just kind of tooling around a little bit. Um, I don't know much about the the crowd there I don't know if it's you know people that really watch a lot of YouTube or if it's you know a bunch of softball newbies there's experienced people there if there is softball fans people there I don't know but I'm on there so if you see me comment on there say hey give me a thumbs up I don't know do whatever I don't really care so yeah anyway back to the editing sitting here reading the chat I get distracted sometimes and I do appreciate the love of the people saying screw the haters I appreciate it I say the same thing used to wear sunglasses in my podcast back when it was a video podcast cause I'm just blocking the haters out baby Screw what they have to say. Like, this is my show, right? It's not their show, it's my show. I can do what I want on my show. Who's to stop me? You don't like it, you don't have to watch. But I'm very grateful for every person that stops in and watches. We're up to 16 viewers. We're knocking this thing out of the park tonight. Y'all are wild. So the the editing does a a number of different things. Like I said, it gives us the ability to uh, put the labs section in. Which I think I'm going to rework and do that a little bit differently, kind of implement that a little bit differently. Uh, because I, I have read. Let's see. Jason, why? Yeah, why is this? So this is spam. Um, Jason's button on why people are commenting. VYN, FYI. Um, it, it's, it's spam. It's a spam bot. I see what, three? I think... Maybe I need, a mod, I need a moderator. I can report that. I want a content or spam. Yeah, I don't know why... I, I get those comments a lot on videos too. Like a video that I post will have the same thing. Take care of these real quick for you guys. Because so I do believe in the right format. This is something that can be clicked on. I don't want you clicking on it. okay so <clears throat> the, yeah the editing is a number of different things everything from presentability of the video to short quick to the point to condensing you gotta think Brian and I are putting 60-70 swings on this bat sometimes each we putting that many swings each on a bat so you're talking 150 swings man that's 45-50 that's minutes worth of film I can't leave that all uncut That's not a bat review. That's a live broadcast (laughs) or a a recorded broadcast. I I don't know. That's just, that's not a bat review. And I'm not saying that people can't post bat reviews on Cut. What I'm saying is that's way too long for a video. And I've been watching, again, shamefully telling myself here, I've been watching a lot of bowling videos lately. A lot of bowling videos because we're big bowlers now, right? So it's given me some ideas of some different things I could do with the softball bat reviews as well. Since, you know, we're, we're big bowlers, big bowlers, watching bowling reviews, getting ideas for our softball reviews. And I'm going to start implementing in some different product reviews. Just some different stuff. I, I got to stick to, doing things other than softball bat reviews there is there dude there's so much equipment out there right batting gloves gloves which I'm not I'm not a, a huge glove like connoisseur you might say whatever you want to call it I don't know a ton about gloves I know enough and golf season's on the way too. Q yes you are right so we're, we're going to work on doing some of that and that stuff will be edited as well the editing is for me and the editing is for you it's for everybody no question about it. But speaking of Reddit, uh, like I was saying earlier, so one of the things that was brought up in the slow pitch subreddit. What if we could, like a BP? Could we get a BP Hero subreddit? Would that be kind of wild or what? So this guy was asking. Uh, wanting people to uh, make his lineup for him based on some stats that you have on paper, and here's kind of where you can you can use stats and you know statistics and, and numbers and algorithms and things like that to help you make a lineup. And yes, next I was a Vincey nerd back in the day. I still am. Won't put anything else on my hand. <laughs> But you, you can't let a spreadsheet or a scorebook dictate how you make your lineup. You can, you can let it help you, but you've still got to look at the hitters that you have and make decisions from there. And, and Honestly, kind of set yourself up to be in the best position, not based on what the book tells you. So basically, I'm just going to read kind of what I told this guy. I, I did give a little bit of input as far as who I thought he should have where for like a, a handful of guys. But you, you have to know like um, it, it's hard to make a lineup based on what you see on paper. You have to keep in mind your players' situational hitting capabilities. So you got to have guys that want to hit behind runners. You got to have guys that are willing to take walks. You got to have guys that are willing to take the right swing at the right time even if it's not what they want to do and you have to position guys that maybe say somebody's a dead pull hitter there's nothing, I'm not faulting a dead pull hitter some people just are, they're comfortable dead pulling the ball but you have to factor that in when you're making your lineup, you don't want a guy that's slow, or a guy that hits a lot of singles, or a guy that takes a lot of walks in front of a right handed dead pull hitter, especially someone that's prone to hitting ground balls you're, you're it's a double play machine waiting to happen. Like that, that part of the lineup is going to be a double play factory. Absolutely. No question about it. So, and and that's what I said. I said, you don't want a guy who gets a lot of walks or singles hitting in front of someone who hits a lot of ground balls or doesn't hit behind runners. You don't want a guy who refuses to take walks anywhere near the top, unless he literally never makes an out, unless he, okay. Almost never makes an out swing in the bat. And like, that's facts. Especially when you're talking like limited home run situations. Like, that guy shouldn't hit a home run just because there's one to hit and there's a runner on base. Especially if you're a team that, like, struggles with home runs. If you're good enough, if, if you've got other guys on your team that are good enough hitters, yes, they might be holding themselves back, but save the home runs for the whoopsie moments. Save the home runs for when you just absolutely need one. Don't hit it just because it's there. If it's, the, if it's the first inning and you've already used two of your three home runs, you got a problem. If that's a, if that's a regular thing you do, and then you're hitting... Uh, what I, What is D? Somebody help me. I'm, I'm completely drawn blank. IEOs, yeah? Or is it a DBO now? Dead ball out, not an inning ender. Whatever it is, if you've got problems with those and you're using home runs up in the first inning you're going to have to make sure that you get as much as you can out of those home runs. And it's not going to be putting your three and four guys that have the most power there together. But uh, another thing I said is, um, you know, a lot of people want to put the guy that hits the most home runs. And this is me personal. This is my personal opinion. A lot of people want to put the guy that hits the most home runs in the 4 or the 5 hole. And this is kind of playing back to maybe not so much of a limited home run situation. Maybe you're playing C and you got 5 home runs. Or maybe um, you've got a DHH or things like that. If if it's a DHH, I'm putting my DHH in the 2 hole. A lot of people like to put them at the leadoff spot. I like my DHH in the 2 hole. Because in a perfect world, my 10 batter, my 10 or 11 batter, whoever my last batter is is going to be kind of a hybrid uh, leadoff guy, you might say. And then you're going to have the leadoff guy that can come up and hit two. So you're going to have at least two runners on for your DHH bat in second, right? So my most powerful hitter, as long as he's not just like hitting home runs but not doing anything else, if he's willing to take a walk, if he's willing to take the right swing when he needs to, and if he can control the bat if he can hit home runs and that's good but he knows if there's nobody on base to either take a walk or hit a ball down the right field line do something to keep the ball in the park right you gotta get guys like that the most at bats you can you just have to see Adam even said the same thing fat guy BP said it get your get your best hitters at most at bats yes absolutely so my power guy as long as he's not an absolute OBP disaster otherwise is hitting in the three hole DHH, two-hole. And from there, you just got to position guys like... You're, you're one through four or five. You can kind of use the book to maybe help you a little bit. Your leadoff guy can be a guy that gets on base no matter what. But you make, you've got to make sure that you two-hole guy. I don't care how fast your leadoff guy is. I don't care about any of that. Your leadoff guy should be the guy that'll do anything to get on base... And your two-hole guy has to be someone that's conscious of hitting behind that runner, or trying to make sure he doesn't double that runner off. Because otherwise, you're just, you're giving away you're giving away outs, you're giving away runners. So your one guy is the guy that is doesn't even have to be the fastest guy on the team. Everybody thinks leadoff, they think fast. I'm not saying like somebody like me could be a leadoff hitter, but I'm saying it's okay if he's not the fastest guy on the team if he's willing to do whatever it takes to get on base. Two-hole guy. He has to be a well-rounded hitter. They can hit behind a runner or move runners around as well. Say they runners on second base, drive a gap, and get him home. And the other glory of having a three-hole guy that understands his job is if the two-hole guy does hit a home run by accident or, you know, if we're thinking later in the lineup, or sorry, later in the game, if there's runners on, the two-hole guy can hit a home run, and he hits it, the three-hole guy knows, all right, got to start this thing over. Take a walk or... or you know, get a base hit. You're you're one through four or five. You can kind of build around the paper, but from there, the best thing you can do is make sure that you're not putting guys that make a lot of outs together in the lineup. If you got two ice cold bats, you have to spread them apart. Like at least two batter. At least say you know you you got a guy that's ice cold. You put him in the seven you got to at least go to the nine hole before you put your next one in there. You have to. Because otherwise, it's... Think about it. If the guy in front of your first cold hitter makes an out, and then the cold hitter comes up, he makes an out, you already got two outs. You got that third guy coming up, you just went one, two, three in the inning. you got to try and string together anything the way you can. It's, uh... It gets interesting at times. And by no means am I saying like I'm an expert at running a team. I've ran some some pretty decent teams, just pick up teams. Um, and, and put together some pretty solid lineups. And I feel confident in my ability to build a good lineup. And and that's kind of my thoughts on it. You know, you can you can think of whichever way you want to about it, and I'm sure there's a million different other ways. And I'm sure there's better ways. But that's what's worked for me. So that that's kind of what I roll with. And hopefully it helps you guys as well. Yeah, Jason Herndon says, uh, I'm a three-hole guy, also a home run hitter. On our team, we don't hit home runs unless there's at least two on base. And that's such a good rule of thumb. That's such a good rule of thumb. Because that difference can can win you a game. If we're just hitting home runs because we feel like it, or you know, I, I would even say go as far as as long as you're not putting yourself behind, try not to hit a home run for the first couple of innings. Unless it's it's you know two runners on, and it's just an absolute gimme, or bases loaded. Obviously, you you have to go right there. You're, that's literally the most value you value you're going to get out of that home run is with the bases loaded. You have to, you have to take that swing. But maybe set yourself up to try and not to use one in the first couple innings. The later you can hang on to those, the the more they sting when you use them later on. 100%. The more they sting later on in the game. You know, how many times have you been watching a ball game or been playing a ball game? Especially being on the receiving end of it. You get to the 6th or 7th inning and you ask in a close game. How many home runs do they have left? And the umpire tells you they got two or three left. And you're like, damn. You got two or three left. Top of the lineup's coming up. And they're going to use them. And this is a three... Say it's a three or four run game. That's that's when those home runs that you saved early in the game, by not hitting them just because you felt like you could. Because I'm the home run hitter on this team. Because... I didn't know what else to do with the pitch so I just hit it out because I just went hard and the ball went out those things happen, that happens you know. If you, if you just go hard and the ball goes it goes but there's a difference between taking a swing and hoping it stays down knowing it might go out and just taking a swing knowing this is probably going to go but I'm going to take the swing anyway don't be greedy right you gotta be a team player you just have to but that's it for the podcast tonight kind of short quick and to the point I have to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning it's 943 listen you guys are awesome thanks for stopping in and checking out the podcast On YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you caught it. Thanks for stopping in. I'll catch you guys next week. Swing hard in case you hit it. BP here. I'll catch you next time.